Attention listeners, thank you for choosing the In-Flight Movie Podcast. The captain has turned on the broadcast sign, so please take your seat, relax, open your favorite bottle of whiskey, and enjoy. As Jeremy... When we were kids, um, we actually had to go to a place and pick out a movie, and it was on a thing called a cassette. And Brandon... Movies have always been kind of like an escape for me, away from society and from school and from work. Discuss whiskey and movies. The show will begin in three, two, one. Hey, Brandon. Yeah. What's a crop? I don't know what a crop is. <laughs> do, Neither does Kevin Costner. Do you think James Earl Jones in Boston knows what a crop is? We'll find out. It's Feel the Dreams on the In Flight Movie Podcast. Play the trailer. I have just created something totally illogical. That's what I like about it. If you build it, he will come. If you build it, he will come. If you build what, who will come? Insane. I hate it when that happens. Me too. Who's your invoices? Ray is. <laughs> I know what if you build it, he will come means. Ooh, why do I not think this is such a good thing? Daddy, there's a man up there on your lawn. Are you a ghost? What do you think? You look real to me. Hi! You couldn't see it. This is really interesting. You believed in the magic. It happened. Isn't that enough? Annie, it's more than that. I feel it as strongly as I've ever felt anything in my life. There's a reason. Go the distance. Did you hear the voice, too? Did you hear it? Go the distance. Yes. Our grave is dead. He died in 1972. Are you Moonlight Graham? No one's called me Moonlight Graham in 50 years. Unbelievable. It's more than that. It's perfect. You build a baseball field in the middle of nowhere, and you sit here and you stare at nothing. This field, this game, it's a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good. Hey, is this heaven? No. It's Iowa. Kevin Costner, Amy Madigan, James Earl Jones, Ray Liotta, Burt Lancaster. Sometimes, when you believe the impossible, the incredible comes true. Field of Dreams. Welcome to another episode of In Flight Movie Podcast. My name is Jerry Remiger. I'm with my podcasting partner and good friend, Brandon Lewis. Hey. Brandon, good, good morning. Good morning to you. It's an early one for I'm us ex- today. It is. I'm excited about this because... Uh, it's a movie that uh, Field of Dreams is a movie that I love that uh, when you said you had never seen it, I was like, okay, this can be number one. It's going to be yeah. first movie. This is in my top 10 movies. It's probably my favorite movie of all time. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So, right. uh, but before we start, uh, we got to do the in-flight part of our, our podcast, which is the whiskeys. Yeah. So what are you what are you drinking this morning? Today I am drinking this this morning. <laughs> this morning I'm drinking um Blade and Bow. Uh it's from Stitzer Weller. 
again, another favorite of mine, something you can only really find down in Louisville. Um, Blade and Bow, it's it's great. It's kind of based on the fact that they have five keys to to uh, great distilling and each bottle has its own separate one out of five keys that you can kind of collect as you go. Um, it's smooth. It's great. It's, it's a, it's a morning bourbon for you. So that's what we'll be drinking this morning. (laughs) We should be saying it is almost noon. It's Uh, almost noon. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we, we drink about a shot each episode. So it's not like, you know, it's It's basically my summer break. Yeah. 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 And it's but summer break. It's summer break. Do what you yeah. want. Right. What do you want to do? Dipping back into the Irish well and uh, drinking um, slain Irish whiskey. It's mm. uh, it's a little bit newer. It's a fancy bottle. It's actually what caught my eye about it. Um, but it's actually one I go back to often. Um, slain? S-L-A-I-N? S-L-A-N-E. Okay. Named after a castle in ireland uh, actually you two filmed a concert there it's a pretty cool um concert video uh, back when oh, people cool. used to do that um and it's it's really smooth it's much no, smoother good. than the two gingers that i drank last week so yeah yeah cheers cheers field of dreams let's get let's get into it yeah yeah Here. so um let's play your uh before we go we, we always uh, yeah before we go into it we always we will we will always um play what we thought the movie was going to be about and so here's what brandon <laughs> thought the movie was going to be about is field of dreams starring oh. kevin costner and i like Ray kevin Leo. costner oh my uh this is uh okay all right so I, I this is it's probably a movie that you have like oh yeah used to watch like uh, we're, we're at that like point adamant, like you're like I'm adamantly like I'm actively sure. choosing to avoid this. Movie. So we're 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 in St. Louis, right? Like we're both. I mean, I've been here now for ten years. You've been here forever. Um, so it's like a baseball city, right? So I'm supposed to be a baseball fan. I am not a baseball fan. Yeah, so you're it's gonna love movies. this movie. I know. So it's one of those movies where, like, I just like eh, it's about baseball. I, okay. So my first thoughts: Field of Dreams. I believe that it's a movie about some like a farmer who builds a builds a baseball diamond in his cornfield. I think the farmer's Kevin Costner. Um, and, and there's a famous line. If you build it, they will come. Is that from mm-hmm. this movie? Okay. Is. All right. You're, you're, you're um, one step ahead of me with baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is not a cartoon. It's not by Pixar. It's not a um, nope. Uh, uh, it's going to be about a family coming together through um some difficulties through the power of baseball what do you think yeah so you nailed it you (laughs) pretty much uh you um you hit it out of the park no pun intended right i had a different i have a different vision about what bringing a family together meant there at the end that's what i had kind of said it yeah sure i got it um i was thinking more like the living family being brought together by you know this hardship but um yeah i I get it i get a story redemption a little bit um to go along with this i wanted to i wanted to do this we haven't done this before but i'm gonna do this real quick i've got imdb pulled up i want to just read you real quick what imdb says the plot is of this movie so that you can because if you've never seen this 
Okay, here we go. I'm going to do my, my movie voice, if that's okay with you. Great. Iowa farmer Ray Kinsella hears a voice in his cornfield tell him, if you build it, he will come. He interprets his instructions to build a baseball field on his farm, upon which appears the ghost of Shoeless Joe Jackson and other seven Chicago White Sox players banned from the game for throwing it in 1919 World Series. When the voices continue, Ray seeks out a reclusive author to help him understand the meaning of the message and the purpose of the field. So whenever I hear that, I hear baseball movie. Yeah. I hear baseball movie that this whole movie is about baseball. And I am disappointed. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And it was like your favorite movie. This is not a baseball movie. It's not. It's not a baseball movie. It's a road trip movie. It is a it's a it's it's a road trip movie. It's also a odd coming of age movie. But the dude is 36. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he's so, dealing with like, his demons from his he's past. He's dealing with his dad and his demons from his past. And uh, it's just, he's doing it about 20 years later than normal movie characters <laughs> would do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so you're disappointed that it wasn't a baseball movie. Right. Right. I was I was hoping for a, a, a very like baseball was the I guess maybe the glue that kept everything together in this story. But it's not about baseball. It's about this guy coming to terms with his past and what he, you know, had said to his parents and his dad and, you know, him trying to reconcile and move forward from that. But it's it's not a baseball movie. And him becoming somebody he never thought i mean i think one of my favorite lines and i know i'll get to that in a minute but yeah. uh in the beginning when he says she came from iowa and i had once heard of iowa yeah right. um and then he moves there and, he, and he, he buys a farm so he's also running away from like everything that sure. he experienced in his life yeah and you get that later on whenever he's driving around with james earl jones how he's talking about you know his dad wanted him to live his dad wanted him to play baseball as well as he did so he decided to reject the game you know like he's mm -hmm. running away from which i don't know if that means anything in my own life i don't know we'll see <laughs> i think we all do a little bit of that with our parents <laughs> well that that's what this movie is uh i mean the movie like will just the reason I love it and I can go back to it so much yeah, is that it always, it always seems to like either pick a scab or okay, dig, dig deep in, in some part of my life where I'm like, Ooh, maybe, maybe I'm uh, I don't know. I'm rooting for, for, for Ray Kinsella. Always. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for people who have not seen this movie, I know I just kind of read the story, but can you give people just a broad overview of what this movie is about? Um, yes having for the four people left who haven't seen this movie yeah um the movie is basically kevin costner who plays ray kinsella um it's a farmer and he's trying it and he's new to it and um the people in his community that don't think he likes it that much um and he hears a voice in the in the cornfield that says if you build it he will come he doesn't know what that means right uh and then he ha finally he has a vision 
of Shoeless Joe Jackson, played by the great Ray Liotta. Yeah. Um, standing on a baseball field in his corn. Yeah. So, so he builds the cornfield, and he thinks that originally it's for Shoeless Joe Jackson and the other well, White Sox that threw the World Series. Um, but as we find out, once those players show up, there's more to the there's more to it. Yeah, yeah. And if you were to accept that as the only the only uh, um, description of this movie, then yeah, it's a baseball movie. But <laughs> he he hears this first vision. If you build it, he will come. Yep. Then he builds the baseball field. Yes. Shoeless Joe Jackson shows up as a ghost. So do some other players. But then he gets another, he gets another uh, a whisper in his ear from from yes. the other side. Um, ease his pain. Ease his pain, right? So that gives him on this little scavenger hunt, where eventually he goes and meets up with James Earl Jones. Um, growing up, I knew James Earl Jones as two things: Mufasa and um, Darth Vader. But it turns out he was in this movie as well. Um. And he meets up with James Earl Jones, who's like this recluse writer and convinces him to kind of go with him um, on this journey to where um, he meets up with like two other people and brings them all back to the farm um, to, to for the final conclusion, which the final conclusion is that um, Kevin Costner has to have a conversation with his ghost dad. Um, who's also a baseball player and they kind of, they, they, I don't know. They, they, they like put catch. everything behind him. He, he yes. apologizes. He, he closes yes. that door. He doesn't apologize verbally. He just, okay. They have a catch. And so the catch, um, which is how men apologize apparently. Yeah. <laughs> In 1980, fathers, fathers and sons who have deep-seated, uh, just real problems with each other. Yes, right. they just play catch. Play catch. So yeah, so I mean, the, so the voice is actually talking about his dad. He's not talking about. So each time, um, eases pain. Yeah, he thinks he's talking. He thinks the voice is talking about Terrence Mann. Yeah, go the distance. He thinks the voice is talking about uh, Moonlight Graham. Yeah. Um, played by Burt Lancaster. So that was great. By the while, way. while, the, yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, yeah. But while all of those things were true, the actual common thread was all about his dad. Right. Right. Which yeah. I liked. I, I mean, I liked the, the, the twist there at the end that, Oh, okay. I get it. Like it's all about, it's all about his dad. It's not about these players. Those were all just kind of wrote to help, help Kevin Costner kind of learn lessons along the way to get yeah. to being okay having a catch with his dad yeah 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 okay i i, I mean to me it's a yeah it's a really good movie yeah no um so let's you want to talk about the actors here who do we got in this yeah so um first i just want to read off the eight uh white Sox players who were banned from baseball yeah. Do you um, want to talk a little bit more about that just so people know what that is? Yeah. That, I know yes, it's covered um, quite well in the movie, but. Yeah, it's, it is. Um, so uh, the White Sox. 1919. Um, 1919 White Sox in the World Series playing the Cincinnati Reds. 
they were really not happy with the owner, Charles Comiskey of the White Sox, um, because they weren't getting paid well. And they were really, really, really good baseball team at the time. Um, and so they they uh, got mixed up with some some gamblers in Chicago, and uh, they 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 basically lost on purpose. Yeah, uh, and that losing on purpose got them some money. Uh, the players are Chick Gandel, Buck Weaver, Happy Felsch, Swede Risberg, Fred McMullen, Eddie Seacott, Lefty Williams, and Shoeless Joe Jackson. Um, all of those players are. I think named or mentioned in Field of Dreams. Uh, I know they get into a fight on the field. Yeah. It's a really funny scene. Yeah. Uh, but that's 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 that. They uh they never got to play baseball again. So uh that's um that's the background on that team. Yeah, we can go to the cast now. The cast is uh phenomenal. Yeah, it really is. Do you want, good. Do you want to talk do you want to talk about that or do you want me to yes, no, go ahead and then I'll 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 chime in here. So we have Kevin Costner, uh who's Kevin Costner, Ray Kid so he's great. So a uh, funny thing on this is that uh, the role was originally offered to Tom Hanks, and uh, okay, he turned it down. They wanted Kevin Costner, but Kevin Costner had just finished filming a movie called Bull Durham, uh, which is a baseball movie. Um, that movie is a baseball movie. Never seen. Uh, it. Yeah, no, it's on my list for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they were worried he wouldn't do it, but he took it. But they offered okay. it to Tom Hanks first, which is which is interesting. Okay. Um, Amy Amy Madigan, who's uh, she's yeah. sort of fallen off the, yeah. the cliff. Uh, but I had to look her up. A lot of a lot of things in the eighties. She yeah. was in this. She was in Uncle Buck. Um, yeah. So uh, she plays Annie Kinsella, who is uh, Ray's wife. Mm-hmm. Gabby Hoffman, who is in a lot of things still. Uh, like a child actress who grew up and actually kept acting and right. <laughs> remade herself. Yeah. She's Karen. She plays the daughter. James Earl Jones is fantastic. He's Terrence Mann. And every yeah. scene with James Earl Jones in it is like, just got to watch it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. really Ray Liotta as, yeah. yeah, Ray Liotta as Shoeless Joe Jackson. Um, Timothy Busfield, for any West Wing fans, he played Danny Cannon. Yep. Mm-hmm. He plays First Kevin Costner's brother-in-law, Mark, and then uh, Burt Lancaster. Uh, as Moonlight Graham, those are the main characters. I gotta tell you, like movie. James Earl Jones, like sold this movie for me. He was he was great. He was wonderful. Um, Ray Liotta, like, can we talk about him for a second? Has he yeah. kind of fallen off? Like, he's dead. He's dead. That helps. That helps knowing that he's. That's why he's not. He acting died anymore. like three weeks ago. But oh, okay. Twenty twenty two. Okay, gotcha. Sorry, he that's, went into that's embarrassing. He went into some um, smaller, smaller roles. He okay. went into television. He, he was in video games. Um, he's the grand. He's the voice in Grand Theft Auto. So oh, is he really? He, okay. He didn't know. <laughs> yes. Um, pretty good. Um, yeah, but he I, yeah. he started doing television towards the end of his career, okay. uh, and it's kind of it's kind of. I was gonna say like it, there's there's not a it looks like for the most part in the last probably 10 years, he's done like a lot of like cameos as Ray Liotta, you know, yep. and, um, or just like minor roles, different TV shows, but like he yeah. was another kind of like heyday, you know, eighties, early nineties. Is that, would, would that be a good. Yeah. I mean, time? Goodfellas okay. was. Huge. Yeah. Goodfellas is the big one that I, yeah. Saw yeah. As well. So, okay. Um, 
but he's actually, I mean, while he was good and good for, I, I still think like, you know, when he passed away, everybody, the first thing that everybody talked about was she was Joe Jackson because okay. it's just, it's an, it, it wasn't oddly for a guy who was so good yeah. um, at what he did to be remembered as this is sort of, um, he doesn't have a ton of lines kind of cool. in this though. Like not a ton, he does but, it, he's, but he's like, yeah. And he's, he's just, he, like he, you gravitate to him. So, yeah. um, and Field of Dreams was before Goodfellas. So that's also interesting. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. James Earl Jones, of course, everyone knows James Earl Jones. Um, phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, still yeah, doing I mean, stuff. Another guy that you gravitate to. I right. Mean, I mean, his, yeah. his, every time that I see him act, it's just like so powerful. His voice is so commanding. Um, and of course, I, I mean, growing up in the 90s and stuff like that, I'm, I'm of course like transposing him onto, you know, Darth Vader. Um, but I mean, looking at his filmography as well, like it is just jam packed. Like every year he's doing something. Um, yep. I even forgot like Hunt for Red October. He's in that. Um, yep. It was a great role in that. Um, Patriot Games. Patriot Games. Yeah, absolutely. Clear and um, present danger. I mean, yeah. it is. It is jam packed. Um, but yeah, for people, for people, you know, in our age bracket, he's Mufasa, and yeah. um, a lot of I didn't acting. learn that he. I didn't learn that he was Darth Vader until like, yeah, I, I, I was embarrassingly old. Um, and and I, I had to look this up because you know you can replicate Darth Vader's voice, but like he is Darth Vader in the Kenobi series that just came out as well. I know. Yeah, I know. And that's that's cool. That's really yeah. cool um some of the others um who did you 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 mentioned danny ken cannon um danny ken cannon yeah he's good i the, liked him he is and at the time he was um uh, there was a show called 30 something that was uh he, he was big um okay he's not he was not a uh like a minor actor at the time he's not a minor actor at all but yeah he was in 30 something um and then every time I see him, every time I watch Feel the Dreams now, I'm like, that's Danny Kincannon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then Burt Lancaster, this is actually his last uh, film role before he passed away. Right. Right. Which was, again, great. Like a very old school actor um, who's just like a legend, a legend in, in a lot of, lot of circles. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the cast is phenomenal. It's, it's really great. I got to tell you, though. This is gonna sound bad because I love Kevin Costner, but he's just—I find him so boring, so boring in this movie. <laughs> I know that's a hard take, but like when I watched the first thirty minutes of this movie, you know, um, just so much happens. But he's got these—he's got these. Maybe it's not him, but his dialogue is just—I don't think is very good. Um, it's just like he goes out to his field and he's like. I'm a crazy person. I'm going to do this. And then his yes. wife locks up and goes, okay. And then they just do it. Like it's, it's, there's no conflict. There's no, um, he, he hears this voice for like two days and then he's just like, okay, we're going to do it. You know, like I, that's why I was kind of, I, my, one of my first notes was um, within four minutes of the movie, we're building a baseball field. 
alleged I thought the whole movie was about building the baseball field. Um, and so, yeah. And then within at, at 19 minutes, we see our first baseball player ghost on the field. Like, yep. and I'm thinking, oh crap, I thought that was the end. Like, <laughs> I thought Shoeless Joe Jackson shows up at the end. I'm like, okay, now I have to figure out what this movie is actually about because Kevin Costner's um has 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 shortened this movie for me dramatically um but it was it was uh interesting to kind of so i back to my my complaint um it, he just he, some of his some of his lines to some of these people is just so so just like one dimensional that i i was just kind of turned off by the idea or turned off by <laughs> his his character sometimes um there's a lot of there's a lot of um, angst. Yeah, he's a lot of angst. Um, yeah, in in his life, and I mean, it's all perpetuated by, you know, his relationship with his dad moving to Iowa. All that stuff is like a, a result of angst in his life, and basically angst towards his father. He tries to become somebody that he's not, and right. There is a scene where they're where they're laying in bed and he's talking about how he doesn't want to become his father. Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that scene is poignant because he doesn't he's done some crazy things. I mean, yeah, he doesn't think it's crazy that he moved to Iowa and is a mm-hmm. farmer. But that is that is crazy. Like, yeah, for the life that he lived. I mean, he came from from New York. Uh, he went to Berkeley for college. And so, like going to going to iowa and (laughs) making yourself a farmer is nuts yeah right (laughs) it's nuts but the thing that he says is completely illogical is the baseball field that he builds in his in his in his corner yeah right yeah yeah he's got he's got a lot of i don't know if he's boring or if he's just more annoying um yeah i could i could i would in a sense that like he he uh doesn't really know like the adventure that he's already done yeah yeah that is true yeah and he yeah. says it at the, in, in the opening monologue he says he, until he heard the voice he's never done a crazy thing in his life so um which means he just doesn't just, think he doesn't think just these not, things yeah. Are, yeah right yeah it's okay just not true <laughs> right I, I again i just i thought that so much more could have been you know, played with that whole idea of like conflict with the family about building this field. Um, and then like the family, the, the, you know, Kevin Costner, his wife, the kid being brought together by this field after they all see the ghosts and all that stuff. Um, but it, they're just from the, I mean, I know later that the wife like wants to get rid of the field and they need to sell the, the farm for the mortgage and blah, blah, blah. But again, whenever I'm watching these first 20 minutes, I'm like, Oh, did I did I accidentally jump ahead? Um, this is this uh, we we have a baseball field now. We have a baseball field. Yes. So while you did nail the, the premise of the movie, it had, you missed what it actually was. Like right. Yeah. 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 Um, favorite scenes? You want to go to favorite scenes? Oh man, I have so many. Why don't we? Uh, why don't you do give give me your favorite scene and then. I'll give you my 20. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, oh, I have have it right here. At at minute 430, you have, if they build it, he will come, which again, like I just thought was so early. You you have that, 
you have that early montage of like pictures, like slideshow. And then all of a sudden, right after that, he's hearing voices. Um, so I, that, that was the timing I was talking about earlier at 45 minutes. Um, he meets, uh, James Earl Jones for the first time. Um, and he shows up at his apartment in Boston. Um, <laughs> and he essentially has, he's like, Hey, I'm a crazy guy. I'm supposed to meet you. Um, and James Earl Jones just comes back at him with the fury of a thousand suns. Like it is, it is intense. He's like, get out of my face. I don't want to talk to you. I'm not here to save you. Goodbye. And then Kevin Costner comes back and he says, I don't have to do this. And he's got his hand in his pocket to make it look like a gun. Yes. And he's like, you're coming with me. I'm kidnapping you. And James Earl Jones goes and he grabs a tire iron. He goes, well, let's do it then. <laughs> like, yeah. that's not a gun. That's your finger. Let's do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> and Kevin Gosser immediately back down, backs down and goes, whoa, whoa okay. Okay, I get it. <laughs> and just that whole you're, interaction. You're a pacifist. Yeah. yeah, right. You're a pacifist. Yeah. James Earl Jones. Uh, he's like, so you're going to come with me? He's like, no. Yeah. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you with a crowbar until you leave. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Who the hell are you? <laughs> Sir, my name is Ray Kinsella. We got a learning disability here? Mr. Man, if I could just have one minute, please. Look, I can't tell you the secret of life. And I don't have any answers for you. I don't give interviews. And I'm no longer a public figure. I just want to be left alone. So piss off. Uh, wait, wait. Look, I've come 1,500 miles to see you at the risk of losing my home and alienating my wife. All that I'm asking is one minute. Please. Now, you really pissed me off. Okay, just hold it right there. I was hoping I wasn't going to have to do it this way. What the hell is that? It's a gun. What do you think it is? It's your finger. No, it's not. It's a gun. Yeah, let me see it. Get out of here. I'm not going to show you my gun. Now, look, I'm not going to hurt you. I just need you to come with me for a little while. And What are you, what are you doing? I'm going to beat you with a crowbar until you go away. Whoa, wait. You, can, you can't do that. There are rules here? Oh, no, there are no rules here. And I, I really liked that scene. I, I I thought it was really well done. I don't know how much of that is improv versus how much of that is written, but that's really the first time I start to see, you know, I don't know. I got to see some personality out of Kevin Costner and I got to see James Earl Jones for the first time, which again, yeah. in my original thought, I had known that James Earl Jones was in this movie, but I had thought he was one of the ghosts that had appeared at the field. Again, right. I, I'm a crazy person, but you know, for not seeing this movie yet. But to know that he's, you know, a living person um, in this story is is phenomenal. So that's my favorite scene overall is when he first meets uh, James Earl Jones, Terrence Mann in the movie. Yes. Uh, and Terrence Mann in the movie, for those uh, who don't know this little background, is um, he's kind of supposed to be J.D. Salinger. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is great. And J.D. Salinger was super annoyed um, by that. So. Okay. <laughs> favorite scenes uh so i have a few um i don't i didn't write the timestamps down so i apologize but uh 
after he hears the voice, yeah, um, before he does anything, he goes to the the feed store. Yeah, yeah. Is that about me? And um, yeah, he um, he's wondering if anybody like because he's not he's new to farming, so he's like, yeah. I'm wondering if anybody hears voices uh, to one of the store's workers, and uh, it gets out. Everybody in the store finds out. Yeah. That he's Ray like, is hearing a voice in his farm, and the, and he's like, he's like, uh, who's hearing voices? And he's like, Ray is out in the field, and the whole <laughs> store goes, the whole store goes quiet. Right, and in yeah. the back, in the back, the song "Crazy" is playing. It's playing, yeah, um, <laughs> over the speakers, and it is a great scene. And like, just yeah, it sets up how bad he is at farming, uh, right. how new he is to it. Um, he pulls it. He blows it off as being the tractor. <laughs> yeah, right. And he, he. It also sets up the fact that like, the town thinks he's crazy. Like the town thinks yes. he's already already. So like, right. whenever he builds the baseball field, they're just like, oh, here goes the crazy guy again. Like, yeah. yeah. Um. But no, he initially sets it up as like, oh, I hear that good farmers hear voices in their, their field. Voices. Like their plants. Yeah, their voices. Yeah. Like the plants talking to them. Like have you ever talked to them? Have you ever done that? He goes, are you so hearing voices? Okay. I love that scene. No, no, not, not um, me. No. Good farmers. Good farmers. In all those years, did you uh, ever... It's just I've heard that sometimes farmers out in the field, they, they hear things. You know? Voices? You hearing voices? No, no, no. It's just that I heard that some farmers do, and I, of course, don't. So I, I was wondering if I was doing something wrong or something. Did you... Do you ever hear voices out there? Who's hearing voices? Ray is. Not in the field. No, I'm not. <laughs> Noises. You know, that darn tractor. Uh, I'm just going to get some three-in-one oil, and that ought to do it. <laughs> nice. nice talking to you. And then... Uh... Yes, when he meets Terrence Mann, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, the weird, I don't know how it happened, Back to the Future scene yeah. when he goes out for a walk and all of a sudden it's 1972. And um, yeah, he meets Burt Lancaster for the first time. And he meets Moodline Graham for the first time. And mm-hmm. that, that whole, every word Burt Lancaster says in the movie is just like dripping with like nostalgia. And, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just so good. Um, and then my, my all-time favorite scene is like one of my favorite monologues of all time is when uh, Terrence Mann is telling Ray why people will come. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Towards the very end, yeah. Whenever he's... Yeah. He says, like, they will pay $20 just yeah. to sit in the bleachers and not know why. They yeah. will buy souvenirs. They will drive for hundreds of miles away to get to this point and And have no idea why they're doing it but they will yeah they will come yeah. that's a great yeah um, that's a great monologue ray people will come ray they'll come to iowa for reasons they can't even fathom they'll turn up your driveway not knowing for sure why they're doing it they'll arrive at your door as innocent as children longing for the past of course we won't mind if you look around, you'll say. It's only $20 per person. 
They'll pass over the money without even thinking about it. For it is money they have, and peace they like. Ray, just sign the papers. And they'll walk out to the bleachers. Sit in shirt sleeves on a perfect afternoon. They'll find they have reserved seats somewhere along one of the baselines. Where they sat when they were children and cheered their heroes. And they'll watch the game. And it'll be as if they'd dipped themselves in magic waters. The memories will be so thick they'll have to brush them away from their faces. Ray, when the bank opens in the morning, they'll foreclose. People will come, Ray. You're broke, Ray. You sell now or you lose everything. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, is a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good and it could be again. Oh, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. Yeah. So uh, those are my those are my top four, I guess. Yeah. Ray. Right. Right. All right, so it's time for our uh, Who Played It Best Yeah, uh, part of the podcast. And uh, so, uh, Brandon, who was your favorite? Who do you think nailed the role? Yeah, it's I, – I, I don't think it's, you know, hard for people to know. James Earl Jones, for me, was, was the best part of this movie. Um, he nailed the role of a recluse who's angry at the world. Um I found it really interesting that they that they were looking at JD Salinger for that. That was because I was trying to think who is Terrence Mann like. Yeah, <laughs> as as you know, a fairly well educated individual, I didn't know who Terrence Mann yeah. was for a minute. Um, right, JD Salinger. So that I mean, the idea that he is angry and there's several points throughout the movie where he expresses his anger and why he's recluse, and it's it's good. It's really good. And um, that, that scene at Fenway Park when he's yeah, what do you want? He's like. I want to be left alone. Yeah. It's like, I want people to stop asking me to, to write again. And right. And it's like, no, what do you, what do you want? What do you want? The and it's the concession stand. stand yeah. <laughs> Those concession stand workers are just staring there. Yeah. Dog in a beer. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, Terrence, man, I don't, the movie probably isn't even worth watching if he's not in the movie. Uh, yeah. And I, I think that's, that's the crux of like this question is if this person's not in the movie, does it, I mean, is it the same movie? And I just don't think yeah. it is, you know, you can replace Kevin Costner with Tom Hanks. And I think this is the same movie. Um, although I, I have trouble with that, with always visualizing those, those switch outs. I just don't, I, don't I can't see Tom. I don't see Tom Hanks. I just don't, I just, I'm so glad it was, I'm so glad it was Kevin Costner. You think Tom Hanks is too funny or something like that? Or like, what do you, I just think like back in the eighties, he was like, he was like, uh, the movie, like, have you seen big? He was, I mean, he was like, he was not a serious actor yet. Um, so it's just, it's hard for me to see Tom eighties, Tom Hanks in the eighties, like a looking old enough. Right. uh, To, 
to be Ray Kinsella and then I, yeah, pulling it off. Yeah. I, I mean, every time I think of Tom Hanks in that era, I just keep thinking of you've got mail because I've seen it so many times because of yeah. my wife. But I mean, that's, yeah. that's, I can't see him doing that. So, right. But James Earl Jones for me. What about you? Uh, for me, it's Amy Madigan. Um, somebody we haven't really talked about oh, yeah. a whole lot yeah, during wife. this podcast. That scene in the school. Okay. Yeah. She gets into the argument about banning Terrence Mann's book. Um, mm-hmm. which I guess in actuality would be some catcher in the ride. But right. um, when they're talking about banning his book and she gets into that fight yeah, um, and she talks about the spread of, she says it, she said she talks about the spread of neo-fascism. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, holy cow. And she yeah. calls the woman a Nazi cow and she's all pumped up and yeah. she's fired up. Like that scene is just. It's so good. Great. And you get all of her character in that scene like you yeah. get mm-hmm. her passion for the 60s and for the time in which she grew up you get her yeah like yeah. how smart she is and it's just it was such a good scene and she is such a great um spouse in the way a spouse is supposed to be she's supportive she's challenging um mm-hmm. she just doesn't say all the time like oh yeah yeah, yeah. Honey. like you know um She's great. I just think she's awesome. And yeah, what's what I think is funny is in that very same scene, you've got Kevin Costner who's like doing a crossword puzzle while she's getting all fired <laughs> up. Again, I, I'm kind of annoyed by him in that scene because he like keeps like tugging her and go, "Hey, hey, I figured it out." And she's like, "Yeah, be quiet. I'm trying to, you know, defend I'm democracy her. here. I'm defying." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, I, and she's know, annoyed. Like, she's annoyed too. Yeah, and like the other thing is for me, like we're both in education, like we understand like this this particular scene was a little bit more powerful for me i i kind of stood up a little bit straighter uh sat up a little bit straighter when i i watched this scene simply because like we're both in education we know the power of books we know the power of literature we know the power of the written and spoken word and that it's important for for students to be exposed to all these ideas and everything and to be completely honest like we're we are kind of seeing this kind of stuff again and it seems like every 20 or 30 years there's this there's this desire or this urgency to want to to ban literature or something like that in the u.s and then it kind of fades away and so yeah much like in the late 80s when there was stuff like that there was also things in like the late 60s of doing that yep and then here we are in in the early 2020s and and we're we're thinking about doing the same thing or in some places they are doing the same thing so yeah it was very i i i felt the passion in her because i have that same passion as like you yeah. can't do this <laughs> you can't do yeah. this so and that was her, her and her her uh interactions with ray and in, in the scenes immediately following like yeah and he's doing all this research on terrence mann and she's like oh my gosh he's a he's a child he had a bat named rosebud <laughs> giving it to him like yeah. sarcastically about like you are right. barking up the wrong tree yeah. um so yeah it's for me it's amy madigan she's awesome. that's great yeah that's yeah really- you're you're okay with her her support early on not really fighting the whole baseball field thing and well she does she does tussle with it though like okay um she's like if you think you need to do this then as your wife i will stand by you but i think that you're insane yeah. Okay. I'm still fairly new to this marriage thing. Maybe that's how it's how it's gonna be someday. <laughs> no. Someday. <laughs> My wife would be like, "You're not. You're not building a baseball field." <laughs> right. No. 
Uh, or like a bochi alley in the backyard or something. Right. Like that, right? <laughs> I don't make money off my backyard. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, how, do, how do you rank this movie? How do you rank this well, movie? This is a, for me, it's a 10 out of 10. Um, okay. I love this movie. I've loved it ever since I first watched it. So Yeah. Um, six out of 10 for me. Six out of 10. Um, the premise is good. I like it. I, I mean, it. I it's kind of one of those things where I have to kind of control myself because clearly it being so iconic, people love it, right? So there's got to be a right. reason why people love it. Um, it might take me a couple more watches to be like, okay, I get it. Um, but a six out of 10, um, I like the twist at the end. I like the whole thing is directing him towards his dad because I didn't get it, which is uh, how a truly great twist works. Um uh you know james earl jones is great uh his wife is great but again i i really struggle with the dialogue throughout the movie of kevin costner um how just blah it is especially early on um and again maybe that's just he's trying to convey a very reserved character until later but it just i mean you you're hearing voices of ghosts and you go like I'm a crazy person. I'm going to build a baseball f- like in that tone. And you're just like, oh, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's do yeah. this, you know? Um, so uh, six out of 10 for me, you know, not, okay. not terrible, but, but it's, it's, it's good. It's good. A yeah. uh, couple of uh, interesting facts about the movie. One, there's a scene when he's building the field and uh, they, they show a crowd of people on the street yeah. watching him do it. Um, those are actually people that they they filmed um, watching them make the movie. So oh. those people are, you know, they're not camped extras. out with lawn chairs. Um, they're not extras. They're actually watching the movie get made and, and watching the field get built. Um, that's, oh, that's, that's cool. interesting. Yeah. Uh, the voice, the voice in the movie is an unconfirmed person. The, the voice is not credited. Oh. Um, the okay. voice is not, the voice is not, um, uh, Ray Liotta. Nobody knows who it is. So people think that it. Some people think it's Ray Liotta. Mm-hmm. Some people think it's uh, Kevin Costner. Okay. There's there's a whole bunch of people um, who think that it's Ed Harris. Um, Ed, Harris. Ed Harris. Ed Harris is Amy Madigan's husband. Um, Ed Harris is in a lot oh. of movies. Okay. But uh, there's some people that think it is, but it is an unconfirmed. There's it never. It's been. It is, Over, it is lost to the movie yeah. verse who, whose voice this is. On purpose. On purpose. Yes. Oh, I love yeah. that. It's I love that. On purpose. Um, Especially in, in the modern era where we have to know every little thing about every everything. Yeah. That's, yep. that's cool. Okay. I like I that. even went back and watched the credits. I'm like, are you th- they didn't credit the voice and they, 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 did, not, <laughs> yeah. they did not. Um, Yeah. So that's uh, it's a couple of uh, interesting that's facts. Great. The uh, town of Chisholm, Massachusetts, which is a real town, um, was not Chisholm, Massachusetts. It was Galena, Illinois, which is just uh, on the other side of the river from Dubuque, Iowa, where um, they stayed while they were filming the movie. The house in the movie um, is the actual house that's still on the site. Um, So that house, the the inside of the house is not a set. It's the house uh, that they used. um, And you can go see the Field of Dreams. That's why. Uh, that's what I was going to ask you. You can still go there today, right? And like see yes. the actual field of dreams. Yes, I took my son there, and we played catch there, and um, it's pretty cool. 
free of charge i've heard free of charge free of, wow that is that is okay all right you made me smile a little bit with that one that was that's a good father-son yeah. moment right there and then uh and i know your son yeah, yeah that's that's and, that's and cool. now yeah and now the uh the major league baseball they have a game there uh on a different field um that they made uh with stands and everything uh, once a year oh cool um, to sort of honor the the legacy of the movie in baseball even though we both agree it's not a baseball yeah <laughs> so that's it feel the dreams that's a wrap on okay. feel the dreams our Ready next, your next episode assignment? yes okay so my turn give you a movie you haven't seen before uh the great russell crow in gladiator year 2000 what do you think so this is this is the part of the podcast where people are like you've never seen gladiator yeah, right. uh, <laughs> kind of like you've never seen feel of dreams right um uh yeah that's gonna be fun okay all right I'm you excited you, about that my it's, premise it's, it's is been around that, for a uh, while so I'm, I'm sure you know something i know i know that he's a gladiator um okay i i know that gladiators basically killed christians and other people in the in the coliseum mm-hmm. so i i can't my guess is that here's my guess that he's a gladiator that uh is killing people for fun and he has a change of heart of some some kind and he okay. ends up uh himself dying at the sword of a gladiator okay all right so a famed gladiator who has a change of heart who then dies saving the life or sorry dies at the or hands dies of the because he okay. refuses to be yeah okay something like that all right <laughs> okay i think you're gonna be happy i think you're gonna be happy <laughs> with this movie yeah this is this is literally my all-time favorite movie so okay. um this is the 10 out of 10 the only 10 out of 10 i've ever given on imdb um so uh we'll we'll hit that one next time sweet well for brandon lewis i am jerry reminder thank you for listening to in-flight movie podcast join us on our next episode where i review gladiator thank you for listening to the in-flight movie podcast we know you have approximately four million movie podcasts to choose from and we appreciate you trusting your time with us here you can follow us on twitter at in-flight pod and Instagram at InFlightMoviePod for updates on upcoming shows and even DM us suggestions for movies you would like reviewed. Thanks again for joining us!